Hello and welcome to this week's episode in Season 2 of the Multi-Channel Success Podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about digital strategy and planning. I'm David Warby and I've got with me Mark Pickerton. Hello. So let's start with the kind of opening gambit on what is digital strategy. I've often thought it strange that digital strategy seems to be one of those subjects that kind of sits in the in the shadows of businesses often. And many successful businesses today never started out to be what they ultimately became. But but let's start with what we think a digital strategy is all about. What's it designed to do, Mark? Cover the key aspects of digital, whether or not that's just purely selling online or whether it's much broader in terms of enabling customers to do X, Y, or Z. But it's looking at all of the holistic elements that have used digital and create a coherent vision for how those are going to be used together to get the outcome that you're looking for. Yeah, I guess we should just clarify that we're kind of assuming here, which is a big assumption, I know, that there is a business strategy. You know, the, the organisation that you're part of has a wider strategic aim, and therefore this conversation is how do you evolve and develop a coherent digital strategy that supports the wider business vision or the picture that the business might have painted of what it wants to be or how it wants to be thought about or how it wants to kind of evolve. This is, this is the digital version of the business strategy. And we'll come a bit later to the fact that many of you may find that the organisations you're part of don't even have a business strategy. So that's a challenge and we've got some tips on how you deal with that. But one of the things that fascinates me is the fact that in an agile world, a fast-moving, fast-paced, um, often uh, changing priorities world, is a, is a digital strategy really relevant? Um, I, I, guess, I guess you would say having an alignment across the organisation of what we're actually trying to do um, is a good thing. But I, I'm sure the jury is also out on whether yeah. it makes businesses more successful or not. Well, I, mean, I know, David, you're, you're um, a bit more of an agile sceptic than I am. But from, from my point of view, A, I think agile does deliver in general for most organisations if they do it well. But the key thing from a strategy point of view within Agile is that the strategic direction that you're trying to focus on is what underpins the shared vision that everybody in Agile is meant to be building their various elements towards. And it doesn't matter whether you're talking Agile software development, Agile product development, or even Agile marketing. If you know what your shared vision is, then individually in your sprints or in your cells or your tribes or whoever, then you can actually uh, make sure that you're going in the same direction or the required direction. And the other key aspect of it is transparency. So making sure that everybody in the organization understands what the strategy is and that any changes to that strategy are done in a transparent way. So that people, you, you're taking people on a journey. That's really the, the, the simple way of looking at all this. Yeah, and I guess unlike the driver of a car who takes people as passengers, in organisations today, everybody needs to play a part in getting to the end game. It's not just one person leading it and, and others following. I think it's, it's more about everybody playing a part. And, and Agile, I think, is a... Is a, is a value and it's also a complication. Quite a lot of, of, of digital businesses are, are, are actually both technical 
development and capability as well as business and marketing and other capabilities and they often are not agile so within an organization I think for the purpose of digital strategy and planning agile is a bit of a kind of um, left field subject for me but but let's move on to what it contains I think in our experience um, no, I, want, no, I want to challenge that a little bit because for me in terms of definition of a of a digital strategy it has to encompass a number of elements it is likely that there will be a technology aspect of it, irrespective of whatever is going on in IT. And we know that marketing, in the broadest sense of being part of the organisation, has probably spent more on technology than IT over the last five or six years. And in some cases, that is being reined in in the current environment. But digital strategy and planning would encompass those aspects of technology. It would cover the aspects of technology that interact with IT, i.e. there's a requirement within our digital strategy for IT to be able to provide an API from the ERP system, for example, in order to enable real-time e-commerce or something. But also, it's going to cover the, mar- the marketing aspects of it. Yeah, I, mean, I think, you know, I think it's, it's healthy that we have disagreements about some things, and this is one where we kind of have slightly competing views but I just don't I don't think that agile as a philosophy or a concept or a practical kind of way of getting things developed is necessarily at the center when I think about digital strategy and planning but that doesn't mean it's wrong it's just yeah. it's just one way of looking at it yeah and, and the other big pet hate that I think both of us have is that digital strategy is not just yeah, marketing and the number of jobs that I see for a digital strategy manager or a digital strategy director and you read about the first four lines and it sounds great and then you get to the point of oh it's about advertising and digital strategy is not just about advertising i wish those jobs were described as digital advertising strategy or digital marketing strategy or digital media strategy all of which are perfectly valid roles to have in an organization particularly one with, with high levels of customer acquisition but they are not covering all of the things that you would expect to be covered in digital strategy. I'm with you on that. I think that um, it, it, we often see it in the clients that we talk to as a kind of undervalued um, discipline. And when you think about what a digital strategy person or a digital strategy function is actually doing, it's actually ensuring that the business delivers on its goals. Yep. And, and, and part of the delivery on its goals is the commercial delivery of its goals. So for me, the, there's rarely a role that is any more important from a business perspective. But weirdly, as you say, it does seem to be undervalued. But anyway, look. Yeah, and we, and we know that lots of people, their day job is 110% of their time, and therefore they don't have the time to create a digital strategy, so they spend all their time doing. Mm. And, and that effectively makes people into headless chickens because they don't necessarily know what they're trying to do. They're reactionary rather than being proactive um, and causes all sorts of other problems. So, you know, the value of a digital strategy is it pulls those threads together, mm. not in necessarily a, 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 an authoritarian way of it's not in the strategy, therefore you can't do it, but it's about making sure that everybody's aligned, they understand what they're doing, and therefore, the actions that they can take, either as senior leaders or as individuals, 
support those general tenets that they're trying to achieve. Yeah, and I think that that all makes sense. Although we've probably all had experience of of um, having digital strategy developed. Um, and then it being used as a reason why somebody ought to be no longer in the organisation. So it can it can have a double-edged sword element to it. But let's 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 not cover that today. If you're out there and you're um, aspiring to be a digital strategy person, we think from our experience that there are really three big components to what it is that you will have at your disposal. Um, the process that we tend to go through, and we'll talk a bit about clients who, who kind of have done it well and maybe those who haven't done it quite so well in a minute, is, is a strategy that, as Mark said at the start, which is a picture of the future. It's the way in which you get everybody aligned around a vision. You know, which way are we headed? Are we headed north, south, east or west? And how do we paint a picture of what that destination looks like? Secondly, we then have a roadmap. Now, this is often subsumed as, as a technical thing, this isn't a technical thing. This is a business roadmap. It's how do we get from where we are today to that picture of the future that we've painted? What are the key things that we need to do in order to be able to deliver on that strategic aim? Um, it's also got in it specific actions, not at the detailed level, but you know it, it'll talk about the kind of things, the kind of milestones that we need to achieve, and it will set accountabilities. Sometimes that's an individual, sometimes it's a team, but you know, if for example we want to become a B2B dominant business and we're not at the moment, there are actions about developing a B2B capability and somebody needs to have those tasks or those, those um, plans um, allotted to them. Tattooed on their forehead. Tattooed on their forehead on the shoulder. Yeah, I mean, the other thing in there is that the prioritisation of those actions comes out in the, in the roadmap and it therefore allows people who are making decisions about the business to balance what they're doing versus where they're at at the moment. So, yeah, we have a, a strategy which, as David said, gets alignment, the roadmap of how do we get there, and then the final stage, which people often jump to, I think, in my experience, is they want to produce a Gantt chart. They want to produce a, a detailed set of actions. And absolutely, you need that. I think historic, you know, historically, it would have been a, you know, a combination of PowerPoint and, and Microsoft Project. But now, things have moved on sufficiently with, with software. So you, you would have the detailed plan in something like Asana, so that you will then be able to align or give out responsibilities to the right people, validate what they're doing. Again, you've got a completely transparent world uh, within tools like Asana where you can add comments, people can make sure that all the things that should be considered are being considered within that, and it becomes a living, breathing thing. Whereas a plan in most people's heads tends to be something you know very old school and this is what you're going to do, guys. Now, the next, the next part of it, as we said, the components really are, as Mark said, the strategy, the roadmap, and the plan. The next step was often a step that, in my experience, we completely forgot about when we were doing it. We then said that we've done a strategy, a roadmap, and a plan. That's it. Big sigh of relief. We now have a, a shared vision that we can align the organisation to. And the one thing we always forgot to do was to work out to the extent to which our capabilities map to that strategy. 
So there we were, prior to this, running along quite nicely, thinking we were doing all the things we were supposed to be doing. And all of a sudden, um, we now had a new plan, and that required us to do different things. And often, we didn't have the skills to do those things, or we didn't have the experience to do those things. And the thing that we always forgot to do was to then work out the extent to which there are gaps in our organisation. So yeah. Do we, do, we need to do, do we need to define what we mean by capability yeah, here? Right. I think... I think perhaps we do. I mean, from my point of view, a capability, you know, might be about staff. Um, do you have the right level of people? Do they have the right skills? But it could also be about having the right uh, system or having the right process in place. So it's, it's the classic sort of people, process, technology view of it. But what it really comes down to is making sure that the organisation has the ability to execute on the things that you want to try and do. Yeah, I mean, to use the example of before, if all of a sudden we're going to become a, a B2B dominant business it, and it's significant, it might not be a bad idea to recruit someone who's got B2B experience, who can come in and jettison your activity. Um, trying to get people who've got no experience of, of B2B into that mindset may just be too much to do. And therefore, your plan lacks the credibility it sometimes needs. So that that manpower assessment, do we need retraining? Do we need more resources? Do we need resources with different capabilities and different skills yeah. to come in to help us make this happen was something I remember terribly. We all used to try to twist ourselves out of joint and try to do things we weren't equipped to do back in the day. That was part of the fun, though, wasn't it? It was, yes. <laughs> we could afford to fail in those days because success was relatively easy. Today, it's not quite so easy. Um, yeah. So, so I, yeah, so perhaps we should then move on to what is the best way to actually create a plan. And, and I, I think from our point of view, as consultants to, to you know, retailers and brands, part of our role is to help people create these sorts of plans. And how do they get started? I guess the other aspect, as, as we talked of earlier, was making sure that there is a business strategy on which to hang your digital strategy. It's kind of um, number one prerequisite, really. Making sure that the ambitions that you've been provided, you know, digital is going to be 8% of our total business, is actually carried over into the, into the digital plan. Maybe we should take a break here for a message from our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Better Commerce. Ever struggled with how to get your online store started or feel like you've been left behind with old and dated technology? Well, Better Commerce offers a completely composable commerce stack that allows retailers to upgrade their technology with a combination of flexibility and out-of-the-box features. When better is available, good is not enough. Better Commerce, your composable commerce partner. How do, how do I get started with this? Really... From, from my point of view, that's one of the key roles where consultants can play. We are good at synthesizing business strategy and setting that as the cornerstone of what's going on from a digital strategy point of view. And very often those two things are not aligned in, in immature organizations. The, the key thing of where I'd start with this is that Templates very often don't necessarily exist. Templates for digital marketing plans exist aplenty. <laughs> but templates for actual digital strategy are harder to, to come across uh, in a way that really makes sense. And, and similarly, having guides, you can, you can look at Gartner, you can look at some of the McKinsey stuff, and, you, and you'll get a, an understanding of some of the elements that will go in there. You know, I, 
it's going to have a you know Gartner say um, that you'll have a vision, you'll have uh, customer experience, you'll have some IT stuff, you'll have stuff about data and visualization, which strikes me as a little odd. But it also then doesn't talk about capabilities. So you know even the Gartner guide is is a bit strange from my point of view. And all you can go to the sort of more uh, business strategy consultants like McKinsey or Bain or, or all the rest of it, but they don't tend to publish those structures. Yeah. So, or, or alternatively, people listening to this can give us a ring. And yeah, we'll absolutely. Talk them through it. Absolutely. I, think, I was trying to take it from a from a practical point of view yeah, of, yeah. of what you can do if you're, you know, job day new job day one, create a digital strategy. Yeah, my observation for the, for people in that scenario would be, you may be in a business that already has a business strategy that it can articulate. If you do, then that's not a bad place for you to start because when it comes to templating, when it comes to formatting, when it comes to kind of playing the game, uh, leveraging off the back of what the business has as its strategy pack is probably not a bad place to start. But equally, I'm sure there'll be people out there who know that their business doesn't have a strategy. We hear this quite often, how can I possibly create something that has value for the digital part of our business when there's no um, clear and approved and signed off vision for the business. And we do have sympathy with that. That is difficult. However, I think when confronted with that, what we often say to people is, that's an amazing opportunity. It's a fabulous chance for you within an oasis of nothing to be able to create a plan and get everybody aligned. And you can then somehow reverse engineer that back into the organisation. So if you can create a digital strategy that you can align your organisation or your digital organisation to, to what extent can you then see that as the way of driving what the business should be defined as? So if, if you have nothing, don't worry. It's probably, in some ways, a better place to start because you've got a clean sheet of paper and you can, you can kind of reorganisation, you can reorgan the organisation, as it were, around what you think the digital aspiration should be. That's quite a that's quite a liberating experience. I think we should also talk, Mark, about um, how we as consultants, because you mentioned that we can help out in getting digital strategy conversations started, because we've done it a number of times before. Mm -hmm. But how do we assess a client's strategy? Or more importantly, where they exist, how do we assess the quality of them and the degree yeah. to which they're likely yeah, yeah, to be yeah. successful? Yeah, but I mean... You know, typically you can look at the outputs that an organisation has produced to, historically to see whether or not they actually have a strategy. Is there a business strategy? Typically a business strategy will be some sort of document. If you know, It might be just a set of pages on an intranet, to be honest. That would work just as well. But you know, normally one of the things we're, we're looking at from a digital strategy point of view is not just saying, is the motherhood and apple pie business strategy there, but actually... Do we have an understanding of what the IT strategy for the business as well? Because you have to very often synchronise with that at the same time. Is there a technical architecture on a page? You know, that's one of the first questions we normally ask for. Because it allows you to understand, or allows us to understand, where an organisation is at. So, is there something that I can read, is the first thing. What, you know, but then the other thing is, is it a tome that another consultant did five years ago that sat on a yeah. shelf ever since they produced it? Yeah. Is it actually referenced by people? Do they use it? And we would very much hope that they do, having paid good money for it in the past if they've used 
an external person to do it. But the key sense that we will try and get as we talk to people around the business, which is our general methodology of finding out things, is to un- understand whether or not the vision that they have is genuinely shared. You know, that's a, that's a subjective judgment call that we will make as we talk to people at a client. Are their goals seemingly aligned? You know, do they all, are they trying to do the same thing and do they express that in ways of their own area that kind of makes sense that they're pulling in the same yeah, direction? Or is internal warfare broken out because their goals aren't aligned? Yeah, which, which we have seen many, often, many times. Quite often. Um, and that, that aligning of goals, I think, is important because whilst you can't expect maybe a marketeer to have precisely the same goals as a an operations individual or customer service individual, they have to believe that them achieving the targets that they're being set in whichever area they are adds to the wider good and contributes to the sum of the whole. Yes. And if people don't believe that, I think that's a reason for dissent to break out and, and internal barriers go up and silos get formed and, uh, and now all of a sudden we're not collaborating, we're not working together very well. Yeah. I mean... Clearly, any sort of digital strategy that you create, including the digital marketing strategy, has to be believable to all the rest of the organisation. Else, they're just going to cease to buy into the overall plan and therefore anarchy will reign over time. Um, And they'll do their own thing that will benefit themselves rather than pulling in the right direction. Um, So, within the plan, when we assess the strategy quality, are there clear digital KPIs or is it a list of 100 different metrics? Um, and for me, the process that you go through to go from having a 100 metrics measuring everything, which, by the way, you probably need to do, but getting to what are the key performance indicators that actually tell you, and arguably conversion rate is arguably not one of those um, because it's an output of how much traffic you have and blah, blah, blah. Um, but making sure that you understand those KPIs or OKRs, if you want to call them that, um, for your digital business are there and accepted by other areas of the business as well. Very good. Very good. Well, look, I think we're coming quite close to the end of this, but before we come to kind of whose responsibility this is, which I think is quite an important topic, um, I just wanted to cover... Um, with a bit of help, Mark, the, the core requirements. We've touched on the importance of transparency. We've touched on the importance of having a shared vision that can be shared across the organisation. But I do just wonder whether there's a kind of relationship between companies who who have made it their, um, their requirement to be very clear about strategy and their success and those that haven't, i.e. the difference between smaller businesses who probably just get on with stuff rather than those that have the capability to pause and reflect and consider, which small businesses probably rarely have the chance to do because they're all running at a million miles an hour and they're all doing 20 different jobs and and delineation between operational tasks and strategic tasks and today's tasks and tomorrow's tasks is less well defined. I think that that could determine whether you've actually got the capacity to be able to sit and pause and reflect. Yes, I mean... (laughs) Capacity issue is often one of the reasons why you bring an external party in, like a consultant. Um, But also, it's the ability to understand the threads across all the various different elements is also an important reason for bringing 
a consultant in the interconnectedness. Yeah, the interconnectedness of all things digital, uh, which we fundamentally believe in. Um, but it, and I think over time within the digital world that that has actually arguably become more important as people get more specialised earlier in their careers. Mm. So if you want somebody to come in as a digital director at a board level in a reasonably large, medium to large size organisation, they're going to have holes in that knowledge, but they need yeah. to be able to understand how the threads all pull together. Yeah, no, that's um, right. But then the other aspect that, we, that we've talked about off um, mic was the degree to which these things get complicated the bigger the enterprise that you're dealing with. Now, clearly, the larger the enterprise, the more likely you are to want to go down uh, things like the data science route, which is, you know, potentially quite a substantial investment for an organisation. But there's a threat, you know, not everybody can do that by any stretch of the imagination. Even with AI tools, as they will get to in a couple of years' time, you still won't be able to do that at a, at a small organisational level. It's too complicated. There's too much data that you've got to try and assemble. Um, but you do get to that point of sort of exponential complexity as you, as you get bigger, which then becomes harder to manage and your teams are bigger and it's harder to align them. So making sure that you have a strategy becomes more important the bigger you get but that doesn't invalidate its need from at a small organisational level, small yeah. medium organisational level. And my argument there would be that if you have a clear digital strategy, but you have a very small team, you're going to have agencies who will do X, Y, and Z for you. Here you go. Here's my digital strategy of what we're trying to achieve and how we're going to do it. And then suddenly these external parties can pull more in your direction or can be assessed whether or not they're pulling in the same direction. Yeah, because I guess one of the things we haven't talked about, and maybe it doesn't need too much time because it's kind of a bit obvious, I guess, is that uh, strategies that, that serve a purpose of signing off an approved set of actions and then sit in a drawer gathering dust, being forgotten about and being dug out when someone next asks a question clearly have less value than those that become living and breathing and 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 pause for reflection probably every every month maybe not every week in organisations but certainly every month the plan clearly would be almost weekly so you'd be able to see how you're doing weekly but I think you know it's it's staggering how many times we we ask for these things and are often told that they don't exist and then someone manages to whisk it out of a drawer dated 2014 and um, and hand it to us but just just one more thing on the core requirements do you think that remote working as a as a you know we're here we are in the rebounds of covid covid has happened remote working has become adop adopted by many indeed it was before covid and it is now do you think that with, with remote working it brings an even greater focus to the need to have something around which we can all coalesce I, our beliefs I, it's a really interesting question and, and i think i'm in two minds on it i think you can see that the more sophisticated organizations i.e the ones who are probably who are more agile therefore have a greater degree of transparency over what's going on but are also backing that up with a shared vision are able to morph or have now morphed into remote working in you know because they've got the right ways of working they have daily stand-ups they make sure that the people who are remote working have social interaction you know off slack um in different in different ways um, but they will use Slack or an equivalent of, of Slack to pull everything together. So, you know, they, the more 
sophisticated, well, more, no, the more mature organisations are better at doing remote working, or the more digitally mature organisations are better at remote working, is my current thesis. Mm. Um, the organisations that you see that are saying, oh, we get fantastic benefit from getting everybody in an office together one day a week, and that they will bash through everything that they need in one day a week, and then they can go away for the rest of the time, and they're, you know, they're all realigned effectively. That's somewhere in the middle. And then you've got the other people going, oh, we really need people to come to the office four days a week. To me, kind of implies that your systems and processes aren't working. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but I'm open to. <laughs> uh, and look, I'm, sure I'm open any, to debate on that one. With any of these, there's always going to be examples that disprove the theory. But I think, I think broadly speaking, you're you're probably right there. Okay, all right. Well, look, just before we wrap up, final question which we got here was about who is responsible for this. So we've talked a lot about the fact that in in small organisations, it, it it it's going to be possibly part of someone's job. Maybe in in larger, more enterprise scale organisations, there may well be a digital strategy director. Um, whose job is to kind of manage all of this and, and, and create all of this. Um, yeah. For those small organisations who don't have a dedicated person, they're going to face some pressures here, aren't they? Because this, this is kind of a full-time job, even in a small organisation. Um, how do they manage? I, I guess they should, just, they should just bite off the bits they think they could reasonably bite off because they're doing 500 different things. Yeah, I mean, there will be a... There will be pressure on them from above to make sure that they produce this this document um, or this you know set of outputs that we've we've described, and trying to do that in a day to day job is just one of the pressures that that you live with. Um, but understanding that it is important and it's not just something that sits on the shelf, hopefully will motivate those those individuals to do it and. You know, it may be that it's the econ director, it may be that it's the chief customer officer, it may be that it's a, you know, a CDO if you have a chief digital officer, or even the head of IT. I'm, you know, yeah. we're, we're not saying it's one specific role that, or job title that produces these things, um, but it's that person who needs to have the overview of people, process and technology across digital. Yeah. I remember when I was doing it, I used to physically take myself away and, and sit with a cold towel over my head and kind of reflect on this and kind of, I, I often found that I, I wrote my most useful talking points when I wasn't actually in the organisation being concerned about the day-to-day -day stuff. Yeah, and I'm, it's entirely possible that you don't necessarily want to do that as an individual, then you want to get your team and you have away days to do that, you know, and one of the outputs um, would be the nascent strategy document, the threads yeah, of the strategy yeah. document. Excellent. Okay, look, I think time's got the better of us. Um, we're running out now, so um, thank you for listening, and we hope that that was useful. We look forward to your feedback, and we look forward to hearing you again, or seeing you again, on the next one. Goodbye. Thanks to our sponsor, Better Commerce. When better is available, good is not enough. Better Commerce your composable commerce partner.